Fox. Go, 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 go. Go, go, Chicago Baseball Conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly on the air, 720 WGN. We got one hour White Sox Weekly, and then we have a special Hamp OB and Cause for you Bears and the Eagles at Soldier Field tomorrow. NFL playoffs, by the way, are underway. Colts are looking good early, 14 nothing on top of the Texans late in the first quarter. Good afternoon, Harry Tynowitz. Good afternoon, Carm. Uh, if we were going to talk about a team, I wouldn't want, besides the White Sox, I wouldn't want to talk about the um, uh, the Colts or the Texans. I'd want to talk about Jerry Reinsdorf's other team. Can I just say what a fantastic, fabulous game that was last night for the Chicago Bulls? It was great. It was great entertainment. They lost to the Pacers in overtime, 119-160, and I'm glad you were watching. That's they, impressive. They, they stood toe-to-toe with one of the better teams in the league, and the, the big three that we got from Minnesota, they were all fantastic last night. Sucks they lost, but really much better to be at that level of entertainment. High-level guest to start White Sox Weekly right now, Scott Merkin, MLB.com, is joining us. We have a busy show for you today. Michael Carbonaro, who has a show on True TV, is going to be with us at 4.35. He's partnering up with the White Sox, and he's uh, selling hot dogs out in the outfield. It's a, it's really hysterical, and he's been on The Tonight Show and a ton of stuff. Uh, but right now, we got Merk with the news for you, and Merck, Happy New Year. Thanks for uh, joining White Sox Weekly today. Good to hear from you. Happy New Year to you guys. I, I missed the Bulls game last night. When I got home from dinner, I was watching the Sopranos reruns on HBO instead. <laughs> they have been rerunning those. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah they're watching. They're running the whole series from starting yesterday until I think it's like Wednesday afternoon. It doesn't, it's not 24-7, but, you know, it's like from... 11 in the morning to like 10 at night or something like that. You can't beat that. For my money, and people have disagreed with me already in social media, The Wire I've heard, Breaking Bad, but I think The Sopranos is the best show in television history. Yeah, my favorite is in the second season when Terry Bevington guested on two episodes as himself. (laughs) Merck, what's going on with Manny Machado? We got Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reporting the Sox are making offers. What do you know? Oh, my goodness. I I think if if we... It would be a great case study to compile all the, you know, little kernels of information, whether it's someone's brother's cousin's uncle who had dinner with Manny Machado or Bryce Harper or, you know, going up to Bob Nightingale and Ken Rosenthal and the national guys and just see how much. Go to, like, Rick Hahn and Dan Lozano with Manny Machado or Scott Boris at Bryce Harper afterwards and ask them, okay, how much of this was really close? And we may be surprised, maybe more than we thought, but, you know, the bottom line is we know the facts we know. Manny Machado visited the White Sox the Monday after the winter meetings, which were in Vegas. Uh, you know, the Sox acquired his brother-in-law, Yonder Alonso, who also a very accomplished player, a guy that Rick Hahn talked about that they've been after since he came out from Miami in the draft. So, you know, maybe a little edge there. And according to Bob Nightingale, they've made an offer. And there seems to be three major teams involved, the White Sox, the Phillies, and the Yankees. And we'll see how it goes from there. I mean, you you never know. You never know if it's going to play out all the way until spring training or is something going to happen quickly after this prolonged affair and it's decided by Wednesday or Thursday. You just, you don't know what the mindset is for, you know, the player and his agent working at it. But we know the Sox are, 
I think, as Rick Hahn used the phrase, has have a seat at the table for both these guys. So we'll see what happens. You know, and and I think it's great that they're down to the final three. That there there's three left, and that there's still one of them. That's very cool. You know, Scott. People keep saying that they got his brother-in-law here, and everybody's assuming that that's going to make Machado come here. Um, for people that have a brother-in-law out there, would you want to move to a city and go to work with your brother-in-law? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I did another interview recently and uh, a while ago, and Carlos Pena was on that show. And Carlos Pena said, that one influenced me one way or the other. He goes, I, you know, it doesn't matter one way or the other. But they're very close. Like, I know people pointed to them. You know, there was an Instagram post from Yonder Alonso, great guy, by the way, who's handled this situation tremendously. You know, he was on a conference call with us right after he was traded, and there were probably 14 questions, which is a pretty high total for a conference call. And I would say probably six about him and eight about Manny. And he answered every one as straightforward as he possibly could, you know? So I think they're very close. They, I was going to say the Instagram post of them playing golf during the holiday break. So we'll see what happens. I think ultimately it's going to come down to what the offer is. I don't think the Sox, and they wouldn't do this, but are going to offer like, you know, seven years, 50 million. And he's going to say, okay, that's cool for me because Yonder Alonso is on the team. But I think, you know, it's <laughs> all these factors kind of add up at some level or another, but ultimately it comes down to what, you know, how much these guys want to win right away. And, you know, in the AL Central, you're not that far off from it, even if the Sox are coming off a 62-100 and 100 season. You know, what you believe is sustainability, which the White Sox look good in that area, and then what's the offer in terms of years, money, you know, average annual value, that sort of thing. So it all, it all kind of – and then, you know, I've said this many times before, and some people agree with me, some people disagree with me. I think these guys at this level, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, where you can sort of pick where you want to go, but, I mean, there's only a few select teams who are going to make that kind of offer – they know where they want to go. I, I think very few times do these guys go into the process and just say, okay, let's open it up and see what happens. I think they have an idea where they want to go. Now, that idea doesn't always mesh with a team wanting to offer the money to bring them in or the years to bring them in or, you know, whatever it is. So you may have to go to another option. But, you know, if these guys are committing to, you know, six, seven, eight years and you don't know where opt-outs fall in and that kind of thing, you know they want to be with that team, money or not. That's a commitment. That's not a one-year deal with an option. That's a that's a commitment to the organization. If you're going to be there, six, seven, eight, even if the option, even if the opt-out comes three or four years in. So, even if you know the team who ends up with them, let's say, is not the prime number one choice that they envisioned back in September or back in July, you know they're sold on that team if they make this deal. Scott Merkin, MLB.com, with us here on 720 WGN as we talk about the White Sox offseason. I mean, I just think it's very fair to surmise, without a doubt, the White Sox are trying on both Machado and on Bryce Harper. Uh, Merk, if it doesn't happen with either of them, because these guys do have the right to go wherever they want and they can. Sure, absolutely. What do you think plan B is here? You know, these guys have the right also. I think people think it would be crazy, but. You know, let's say, you know, they're both 26 years old, which is the most amazing thing, I think, of this whole process. It makes it so unique and different than really any free agent process I've seen. Maybe it's because I'm a little closer to this now because I'm covering it. You know, I really wasn't covering the Albert Pujols free agency. The Sox weren't in on that. I wasn't covering the Robins and Cano free agency. The Sox weren't in on that. But, you know, I mean, they could conceivably, at 26, take a deal for three or four years, a high AAV, and go to a team that they know is going to be championship medal all three or four of those years and then revisit again when they're 30. Now, again, you risk injury, but as one person said to me, who, you know, who's pretty good baseball mind said, you know, for a guy like Harper, he'd almost have to like lose an arm for an injury to really make a difference in terms of long, long long-term view. Back to your question in terms of plan B. I mean, I think they've, you know, started executing some things even while waiting for that, these decisions. And Rick Hahn said, you know, 
when you have these kind of premium free agents that can change a rebuild, that can make a difference in the organization, they have the wherewithal and the time to wait for them to make the decision. But they're making other moves around it. So I don't know if there's going to be necessarily a plan B major-wise in terms of, you know, an outfielder, an infielder. And I would say almost certainly no infielder if Machado doesn't choose the Sox. But, you know, you go back in at, at the trade deadline. Maybe you look for more trade options right now even. And then you go back into it next offseason. You know, just because you have a seat at the table right now for Harper and Machado, if they both say thank you for your interest but no, it doesn't mean you are now have to sit out free agency for three years. You know, they can go right back at it next year with uh, – Nolan Arenado, if he gets to that point, free agency, and a guy named Chris Sale, who Sox fans are familiar with, to name a couple. So there will be options past this if it doesn't work. But, you know, right now they're focused on these two guys. Yeah, and if it is Sale, it's BYOU, bring your own uniform. So, <laughs> of course. If, Gotta if, throw that in, right? <laughs> right. Every time it's obligatory. You, you have a situation now where you feel like you are one of the three finalists for the Machado Derby, but it also kind of feels like um, Harper has slipped away, like Boris is putting him in mind of going for the largest contract. Do you believe that Bryce Harper will not be a White Sox at this point? You know, you just don't know. I would say right now Machado seems more likely than Harper. But again, you just don't know. And sometimes, you know, now a different level of situation. But look at what happened with Dexter Fowler. You know, I mean, he was basically signed, sealed, delivered to the Orioles, right? He was done. It was a done deal. And then all of a sudden we're at workouts that morning in spring training and someone says, Flower signed with the Cubs. We're like, no, no, he's with the Oros, right? And like, nope, showed up at camp today. He's in, with, with the Cubs. Now, I'm not saying Harper's going to the Cubs. I'm just saying that even in these high-level premium guys, which, you know, are a, a notch above in terms of accomplishment, you know, sort of what Flowers, I don't think he's had a good career, too. There's always a surprise team that kind of sneaks in there that kind of catches you off guard. Now, granted, we're pretty far along in this process, but I think that could still happen here. So, yeah, I, I don't think any team is going to get both of these guys. And I think the Sox at this point, just from my purely my perspective, are more likely with Machado. Mark, great stuff. We miss you. Happy New Year again. And uh, there's going to be some news at some point here. So we'll see. Exactly. We'll see which way it goes. Good luck to the Bears tomorrow. Don't get too uh, attached to Adriana. And don't worry about John, <laughs> don't worry about Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL. He's staying right in Michigan. You'll continue to lose to Ohio State. Did I say that? Yeah. Well, Michigan took a bum rap. They had four guys who set out. They're going to be first or second round draft picks, and people want to rip Harbaugh, and it's just, that's wrong. Yeah, we still got to beat the Buckeyes, right, Mark? I agree. I, I think the season, not you know, nothing anything away from Florida, who was played great that day, but the season ended for them, you know, around the third quarter, mid third quarter against Ohio State. I mean, they had won ten in a row. They were looking to get in the final four. I'm sorry, the Big Ten championship first against Northwestern and. Once Ohio State took off, that was it. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not saying they didn't care about the bowl, but I do think that certain teams put a little more, you know, emphasis on bowl games than others. And like Harry said, you know, they had five. I think it was four or five guys who were, were healthy scratches for that game. So it's kind of kind of hard to adjust when you have that. Such a balanced take by Merck on the college football as yep, well. That's why he's there always he's always going to be my uh, second favorite Merck. I really <laughs> wanted Michigan to play Northwestern in that championship game. Cats should have won the game at, at uh, Ryan Field. We don't need to talk about that. Merck, great, great stuff. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. I remember the basketball team is 14-0 going in tomorrow. <laughs> I'm aware. I, All right. Talk to you guys later. Yep, Bye. See you later, Scott Merck. And, uh, 
also a Michigan fan with us on White Sox Weekly. We're going to talk with Sheena Quinn, who's the White Sox Director of Public Relations, next. Uh, Yes, there is this thing called Sox Fest coming up January 25th to the 27th at the Hilton Chicago. So uh, Sheena will get you up to speed on what's coming up at Sox Fest straight ahead on 720 WGN. Good afternoon, White Sox Weekly. Thanks for putting on 720 WGN. Great to be with you, and great to be with White Sox Director of Public Relations. Sheena Quinn is with us, and Sheena, thanks for taking time with me and Harry, and I know that, uh, hey, Sox Fest is almost here. This is, uh, you're busy during the season, but you're really busy now. You guys, it's uh, it's 2019. It starts Time to start thinking about White Sox baseball, and there's no better time to do it at uh, Sox Fest over at the Hilton Chicago at, at the end of this month. So uh, thanks for having me on to talk about it. it it's, it's our pleasure. We're happy to have you on. As a fan, I always get a kick out of the fact that not only do we have current players, but we have guys from you know when I was a kid and, and when I was in my 20s. And Who are some of the former Sox players that people will have a chance, fans can just go up to and start hanging out with? Well, I'm really excited. Um, we, of course, have the newly elected Hall of Famer, Harold Baines, coming back. So in addition to Harold, we've got Carlton Fisk. Uh, we've got Tim Raines, Jim Tomey, who will all be there as well. So it's a Hall of Fame schedule for sure. Um, in addition to that, the whole kind of big giveaway, the the bobblehead for the weekend um, is Dwayne Wise, who's actually coming back. We're, we're kind of celebrating and honoring the 10-year anniversary of Mark Burley's um, perfect game. So, you know, he's got that infamous home run Robin catch that everybody kind of remembers there. So we wanted to really just solidify that in every White Sox fan's heart with a bobblehead. So it's the, uh, the only way it, that you can get that bobblehead. It's the wall where Wise saved Burley's perfect game. Exactly, exactly. It's imprinted in uh, our minds as well, for sure. Now you can take it home with you. Sox Fest, January 25 to the 27th, as Sheena told you, at the Hilton Chicago, the 27th annual fan convention. How are you going to make this one, no pressure here, Sheena, how are you going to make this one better than ever? I mean, I think the the lineup of guys that are coming, I mean, kind of speaks for itself. I mean, we've got, of course, Ricky Renteria coming back to oversee the whole weekend, but um, in addition to that, we've got Abreu, we've got T.A., we've got Tim Anderson coming, you know, that weekend, um, Yoan Moncada, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, some of our fan favorites, but in addition to that, like, fans can get uh, photos with and autographs with some of our, our guys coming up in the pipeline, so Dylan Cease will be here in Chicago, Eloy, um, Nick Madrigal, and Luis Robert, just to name a few guys, so it's going to be definitely action-packed all weekend long, like, in addition to getting photos with guys and autographs, there will be some time to get down on the mini field that we have there. It's really great. Kids, adults, they're all down there kind of hanging out with guys, kind of learning from the best, doing some really fun games. Our Sox Social Lounge at SoxFest always has some really, really crazy kind of activities going on. Um, they've done video game challenges. We've done some uh, virtual virtual reality home run derbies. So lots of really, really fun stuff all weekend long. My personal favorite is the kids' Q&A because the kids ask not only the cutest questions, but some of the most hard-hitting questions, like, you know, who's your favorite player to do a handshake with? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
That's how Carm got discovered on WGN Radio, was being at the Q&A, kids Q&A last year. <laughs> Did you ask something good? Thanks, Harry. Appreciate that. Hey, uh, what, what was your question? You asked you asked a great question last year, Carm. Uh, what was it again? I think it was something along the lines of how to become a major leaguer, and then uh, they told me, and then I realized that I was too old, and then it was over. Uh, it... it Sheena, how do you get like the the young guy who's coming for the first time? He might be nervous, and now and now you've got like uh, Harold Baines, who, hey, uh, you're in the Hall of Fame now. I mean, it's like a whole other level for Harold. I know, I know. We're really, really excited to have Harold at Saxfest. He comes pretty regularly to to Saxfest, but it, it's really exciting to have him this year, so we can really like, truly honor him as a Hall of Famer this year. Um, We've got this really great option to do the premium upgrade package for the weekend. You get a couple of um, SoxFest MVP passes, but in addition to that, you get some access to some really cool exclusive um, activities, including a Q&A seminar with Harold. So um, if if you want to make that weekend extra special, definitely go to Sox, to the SoxFest website at whitesox.com backslash SoxFest, and they've got information there not only about passes, you can get everything from um, a hotel weekend, which is a uh, two-night stay there for SoxFest and gets you exclusive access to, to Friday night activities. But they've also got information there about that, that premium upgrade package for the true diehard White um, Sox fans. You know, Sheena, really excited about the young pipeline of talent you were talking about that's coming up from all different levels, and the Sox are going to be in the thick of the playoff hunt soon and for a very, very long time. I'm just wondering, have you got some kind of, like, Brooks Boyer Q&A? Because I know Brooks said, I wish the fans would just come up to me and give me more suggestions for promotional events. Hey, isn't every day really just Brooks Boyer Q&A day? <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like every day is, is Brooks Boyer Q&A day. If you have an idea or a question, I'm sure, you know, Brooks Boyer always has the answer. But, yeah, there's, you know, we've got really cool seminars lined up. We, you know, we've mixed it up here and there. Um, we've actually talked about maybe bringing Herm Schneider to talk about his incredible career and, you know, some of the things that he's done in his past. Um, you know, everything from, you know, the recovery, overseeing the recovery of the great Bo Jackson to, um, you know, even life-saving moments like we saw last year with Danny Farquhar. So there'll be some different cool kind of, off the beaten path, there's something for everybody. And just uh, one step away from Soxfest here, Sheena, I know you guys got some pop-up stores that are still uh, in play this month. Yeah, so if you didn't get all of your holiday shopping done, we still have the pop-up store over at Orland Square Mall. Um, That's really like the only place you can get this really cool shirt that was designed by Tim Anderson. It's the TA7 shirt. That's the only spot you can get it right now in town. So, you know, Tim has really made Chicago his home this offseason, and he did, uh, he went the extra mile here and actually designed something very special for that pop-up store out in Orland Square. So, if you uh, relate to your holiday shopping list, they'll have some, some people to buy for. Make sure that you go over to Orland Square Mall. It's open through January 15th, so make sure you go there, take a picture, tag Tim. I'm sure he'll share it on um, social media as well. I it, it's, it's pretty exciting. For people that have never been, it's a great opportunity not only to talk socks, but to get to see the current socks, the former socks. The broadcasters are all going to be there. So, I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's, it's check, get out of the cold and, and come hang out. It's access to players you might not get the rest of the year. Good. Yeah, you guys will be there too, right? We are, we are excited to be there. I can't wait to get uh, 
Who do you think is parking the damn cars? (laughs) (laughs) January 25th to the 27th at the Hilton Chicago, the 27th annual fan convention. So come on out for Sox Fest. Sheena, awesome to talk to you. Can't wait to see you out there. And, uh, yes, you can call Carmen Harry for any advice you need leading up to it. We're here to help. Okay, thanks, you guys. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Mark Carmen, Harry Tynowitz, who neither of us have much talent, uh, certainly not as much talent as the guest we're about to bring on here. Uh, who can make a fish appear out of midair. I have no idea how he does it. Uh, the Carbonaro Effect is a show you can watch on True TV. You've seen him uh, perhaps on a lot of places on TV. The Tonight Show, Jay Leno, who can't really pronounce his name, and then there's Conan O'Brien and much more. Michael Carbonaro apparently is a huge White Sox fan, too, and buddies with Daniel Palka and Nikki Delmonico and doing things at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Welcome to 720 WGN, Michael. Appreciate you taking time. Hey, man, great to be here. What's up, guys? Uh, not too much. You know, we, we grew up, magicians were pulling rabbits out of their hat, then they were making tigers, you know, disappear and reappear. You've taken it, yeah. to, a, you've taken it to a different level, Michael. You just like to mess with people. Uh, hi- I do. I absolutely do. I love to see people's faces twist <laughs> and contort when they're trying to work out how the universe works. What, I mean, for people that haven't, and again, you can go to michaelcarbonaro.com, you can go all over YouTube, and you can see some of the stuff that Michael has done, but you've, you, you position yourself a lot like you're on a job, like you're retail, and you're just showing Absolutely. Up, and you're yeah, sh- it's basically candid camera with magic tricks, so people are unsuspecting, and I'm pulling off the tricks while just trying to pretend that these are real things happening in real life, and people will believe the most incredible things. So, and then people are wondering, well, why is Michael Carbonaro on White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN? You're normally talking free agency or whatever right now. But you guys, uh, you, you've, you've got a White Sox affinity, even though you grew up in New York, and you're, you're doing stuff on True TV with, with the White Sox. And you- yeah, well, we, we film in Chicago, so this is, our, this is our second season in Chicago. So we set up our hidden cameras in the stadium. So we're in guaranteed rate field. And it was terrifying. Let me tell you, there were so many people. It was during a game, and we were set up in plain sight, and I had to pull off magic tricks on people at a hot dog cart. Yeah, I, I watched it. It's incredible. You got you got relish coming out of packets. You got ketchup coming out of packets. You got mustard coming out of packets. You're telling them to push on the packet, but and, then the payoff, and, and somehow it's just going to appear. You're you're a brilliant. Oh, yeah, you're br- one packet that can make any condiment you need for your pretzel or your hot dog. You just press a button on the outside of that one little packet, anything will come out. And the payoff is it's just like at the end. It's just like you know, a, like a wipe. There's nothing else in there. It's just like, you know, a wet nap or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, at the very end, a handy wipe came out. I also inflated those pretzels. I convinced someone that it was a two way <laughs> that the stadium was going to be selling pretzels uh-huh. by inflating them up like a balloon, lighting it on fire, and then I would hand it to them, and they would actually eat it. See, oh, my goodness. Can, oh. you, can you inflate any of the team's betting averages? <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried a little ritual beforehand. It wasn't very successful. <laughs> So you were out in the bleachers doing this, and you know White Sox fans. These are some diehard people here, Michael. They don't. They want realness. They want to know what they're getting, and you're tricking them. I, I would say that that might be slightly terrifying for you if they, you know, get angry. 
to be honest with you, it was the most difficult location I ever shot in. You're absolutely right. People just wanted to grab their hot dog and go. They did not want to hear me blah, blah about anything. It was really tough keeping their attention and not being spotted. But what we got is so beautiful because you just see people bustling about, and it's exactly what you said. It's those real fans who are like, come on, come, come on, what do you got here? And then when I fool them, it's really funny to watch them change. How did you uh, – it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I, it, the show's going to be coming up here this week, correct? That's right, January 10th. That's right, Thursday on True TV. Yeah, I mean, White Sox fans are regardless. And you're not a White Sox fan. I'm performing at the Chicago Theater on March 24th, a live show. Yeah, March 24th, Chicago Theater, and they've renovated that since uh, I've been in there, so I'm interested to get back in there. What do you do live? Yeah, what do you do live that people wouldn't necessarily. um, I mean, it's got to be like 10 times better than watching on YouTube or something like that, but is there a certain element? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm lying the entire time I'm doing the show. And nobody, you know, they know I'm a magician, so that makes it a little bit different. But I constantly have things in the show that go wrong and that I'm able to fix with magic. People are left not knowing what was actually real and what was a planned trick. That's awesome. I- this must have helped your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody trusts you, you know? It's like... Uh, I just I broke I, I broke down on the road yesterday. I got a flat tire, and when the AAA guy came, he recognized me from the show, and he seemed genuinely disappointed when my car didn't like float in the air or snakes <laughs> popping out of my flat tire. Well, in, in one of the episodes I watched, you're at a car wash and you're literally breaking people's windows. I'm saying, how's that guy not punching you in the face? You just broke his that window. Was- Oh my gosh, that was that was the one we really I went over the line. You're absolutely right. I was afraid I was going to get decked that day. Yeah, the premise was that I would smash out your dealer window and then roll up your actual window. That and, and I tried to get them to believe that every car comes with dealer <laughs> windows that you're supposed to smash out. <laughs> yeah, this old gentleman who's probably in his mid seventies, maybe even his eighties. He's looking at you, <laughs> oh, like a guy you would play tennis against. Ex- Mark. Ex- yeah. Exactly, exactly right, Harry. I, he was very upset, but then you convinced him. No, 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 no. this is how it works. The guy's like, oh, it's sweet. yeah, and he believed it. You know, it's like I, I know it's like teetering between either going to get decked or having them believe me. So, so you know, M- Michael, we teach our kids that no question is 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 too stupid. Um, do you have friends that that give you ideas, and you sit there and you go, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard"? Or are there some cases where your friend throws out an idea and you actually turn it into a magic trick? Do you have an idea? <laughs> that sounds like somebody who has an idea. I'd love to hear it. Oh, I've I've got pockets. It's full. funny you mention that the one with the the one with the ketchup that we were talking about, where all the different yes. condiments came out of the packet. My mother pitched that to me. She threw it out there. Wow, go mom! That's 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 kind yep, of a, Long Island mom. That's a so, big and it worked. And, yeah, so you, if you have an idea, sure. What is it? Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I hate to be, um, uh, you know, obviously you're doing quite well without my ideas, um, but but I would just think, you know, if there's if there's some way, could you like, um, a, you know, get somebody's. Uh, you know, could you get get somebody's driver's license? I don't know if you're a cop or if you needed to to ID someone or something like that. But you get somebody's driver's license, and then you you turn it back to them, and information's changed on there. And maybe then they say, hey, this, you know, hey, what's your birthday? This isn't is what your birthday is, or something like that. And then they say, no oh, way, yeah, and it'd be even yeah, and convince them that they're not who they think they are. Right, and then the pay the payoff is like they eventually you switch the picture on the driver's license. But I don't know, I don't know how you begin to do something like that. 
but I'm just watching you it's inspired good. It's by... It's pretty good. Do you know, I did, I did shoot at a DMV, and the prank that I pulled off was I took their driver's license, and I showed them if you peel it apart, inside is one get-out-of-speeding path. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, and I totally got them to believe it. That's this season. Oh, my God, yeah. So, Michael Carbonaro with us here on White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. How, how did you bond with, with Palka and Delmonico? How did that come to be? Uh, we did a little opening segment, and they showed me where to go set up my hot dogs. And um, we just chilled out on the field and did, like, a little rap. But later in the season, actually, I do a whole bit with Ron Kittle, who comes in and helps me with the trick. And it's, it's totally wild. We make somebody believe that a 1906 baseball gets destroyed before it's supposed to go on display, <laughs> and then it comes back. It's, it's really crazy. And Ron is crazy. Ron was amazing. He was like a better BSer than I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had quite a lot of practice in that area. He's awesome. Uh, so can you do anything with Ted Williams' frozen head? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. Damn, damn, that's pretty cool. Now, Chicago, as you know, because you do your show here, Chicago has a a long history of magic. Um, is that part of the reason that you got your show to Chicago? No, but it does have a long history of magic. One of my mentors is from there, and there's a there's kind of a a nice underground magic scene in Chicago. I love it. Yeah, and the people the people are awesome. I mean, I used to shoot in Georgia, and the the difference was. Here it was like people really like you were saying before. People just really want to like get something going quick, 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 boom, make it happen. And there, we have a lot more beeps in our show, so to speak. A lot more uh, things getting bleeped out now that we're in Chicago. Does Jay Leno know how to say your name? He tried. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. Yeah, there's like a clip on YouTube of Jay Leno introducing me the first time I was on the Tonight Show. I think he calls me like Michael. Michael. Please welcome magician and actor Michael Carbaron. Michael Carbaron. 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 Michael Carbaron. That's not right. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> He's Italian. How hard can it be for him? Michael Carbaro. I, <laughs> I think somebody wrote it on the cue card to try and spell it to make it read the way it sound, the way it looks, or it wasn't spelled correctly. So I'll throw it to Jay. Jay was just trying to read it. Right. These things happen. I shouldn't be hard on Jay. This is wrong. I, I, I apologize to, to Leno and the Leno family. So hold on. You were, the show is on January the 10th on True TV. You're performing March 24th at the Chicago Theater. And will we see you back at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field this summer doing anything? No, but I will be back in Chicago in the summer. But I'll be hiding out. Uh, have, you, have you done the Chicago Magic Lounge yet? I have not, no, but I got member I got members of the crew who are magicians who've been there and performed. It's it's pretty awesome place. I'm sure that they would love they'd be lucky to have you. I'm sure they'd love to have you there. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> that was tough. It's just like I hope the White Sox can get Machado and Harper this easily. Michael, you're awesome. We appreciate you taking time. Show looks incredible. You, Excited to watch it. So thanks for being on. Yo, thanks a lot. All right, it was, it was our pleasure. Michael Carbonaro. Check it out on uh the old YouTube or wherever else, True TV coming up here January the tenth. It's it's good right. stuff. So here, here's here's my next idea. You need to do a trick. You need, I to, need do to do it. Yes, you need to do it because Polka loves you. Nikki Delmonico and you, you you guys get along. You need to to come up with a trick, and you need to to send it in to Michael as soon as you do the trick. 
That could be your game, Harry. I don't know if I'm the trick guy. I don't know if I have that in my yes, arsenal. Yes, you do. You do. You, you just came up with this whole driver's license thing. You're the guy with the ideas. No, you're, you, this is you. Well, here, we're taking the idea. It's our idea, and you're going to do it. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have to work on this. It is 2019. New Year's resolutions. Maybe I should do more tricks. White Sox fans, SoxFest 2019 hotel packages are now available. It's the only way to receive passes for a weekend of White Sox baseball that you won't want to miss. We do hope to see you at the Hilton Chicago January 25th through the 27th. Hotel packages available now at whitesox.com slash SoxFest. 2019 premium seating is available for full or partial season packages. Each area is unique and allows you to enjoy high-end amenities and the best view in the ballpark. Call 312-674-1000 for information. And our interview with Michael Carbonaro was sponsored by C.J. Wilson, Mazda, ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Quick timeout, and uh, yes, we'll update... Some winter baseball news for you before we get on out of here. And then Hampo B and Kaz coming up at 5 o'clock on 720 WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Harry's got breaking news. Well, just uh, you know, we've been looking at uh, the you know first the White Sox, you know the Phillies, the Yankees. Who's the favorite to get Bryce Harper? Then the Dodgers make that massive trade with the Cincinnati Reds, where they move Kemp, they move um, you know Yasiel Puig, and it looks like right now the information, the hot steam, steam is coming in that the favorite to land Bryce Harper, Carm, the Washington Nationals. Yeah, they're coming back with an offer greater than what they originally offered, which was $300 million. Now they're upping it from there. Uh, home is where the heart is, maybe. I mean, it's where he's been. Who knows? Well, home is where the bank account is. Well, that too. Uh, but, I mean, the, the money is just so crazy. $300 million, $250 million, $350 million. At what point does that not even remotely impact your life? Like they, if there there are studies, by the way, that if you make over, I think it's like seventy eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you're just as happy as anybody who's making, uh, you know, one million dollars. So, like, for what's the what's the level of happiness? Uh, okay, fine, right? Okay, you can debate it, but that's, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but, but but certainly, like, like, what's the difference between a guy? What can you not afford with a hundred and fifty million that you could afford with three hundred million? What? Yeah, and a lot lower than that. But it's like okay, right. so generational money. That's that's it. it. It's generational, 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 right. generational money. I mean, right, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. I'd love to get one of these Glenn Kozlowski deals. And, and by the way, I'm not begrudging athletes in the least what they make. They absolutely should get paid and mm-hmm. get paid handsomely. They they're the ones that people come out to see. All that. But I, this is the other side of it. If I'm the person in that position and I'm making a decision. I'm going to play baseball where I want to play baseball. I'm not going to go for the the very last dollar so I can buy the 17th yacht and uh, and the 14th island. And uh, I mean, I, it's hard for anyone to put right, themselves but, in that well, position, well, but that's well, what I think I would do. Another way to look at it, though, is what makes Harper and Machado such great ball players is their competitiveness. They have a competitive nature, and now. They are competing against each other to see who's going to get the better deal. Which is why a lot of people think that Harper is going to wait for Machado to sign because he he knows 
or at least he thinks in his heart that he's more valuable than Machado. So let Machado sign, and then I will top you. I'm Bryce Harper. Uh, the White Sox newborn club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. The package includes a Southpaw onesie and hat, a White Sox bib, and a customized White Sox birth certificate. You can purchase yours today at whitesox.com slash newborn. Hey, Carm, uh, remember to uh, pick 10 plans. Uh, the Pick 10 plans on sale. Get ready now for the 2019 season with this flexible and affordable ticket plan. Pick your games, your opponents, your schedule starting at $129. Visit WhiteSox.com to pick your plan today. All right, final timeout, and uh, we'll wrap up White Sox Weekly coming up next here with one last tidbit on 720 WGN.